Welcome into the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. I'm Tanner Dillman here with y'all as always. Hope y'all having a great week thus far. As some of y'all may know, Wednesday is National Signing Day. And we won't see everybody sign on that day. November 11th, that date, is just the start marking the opening of the signing period. And the signing period lasts, it ends on August 1st of 2021. Um, that is for Division I sports that are not football and basketball. Um, hockey may have their own period as well, but I know football and basketball definitely have their own. And you know this is for the class of 2021 that we're talking about here, just so we are clear. Um, and some of y'all might not know, like, um, you, you know, not every player who's going to play college or class has to sign an NLI. Um, happens all the time where a kid doesn't sign an NLI. Um, and you can only sign one NLI. Because, like, if you, and we've seen this before with kids, you'll sign, school drops you, or you get out of that NLI, the coaching change or whatever, um, and then go somewhere else. Uh, you don't sign the NLI with that new school. Uh, you can only sign one national letter of intent. So since signing day is just a few days away, and as I mentioned on the last podcast, if y'all listened to that episode, um, I've been getting a lot of recruiting questions. Um, thought it would be a good time to take a look at some of the top classes and the players. Uh, in those classes and break them down a bit on today's podcast. Um, I will be doing kind of a signing day um, primer on the website, lacrossebucket.com. That will come out on Tuesday. Uh, So I'll have something something of the sorts about signing day, kind of previewing some of the top classes. Um, I don't know how many kids will sign on signing day, we usually have a ton. I don't know what those will look like now. You, know, you have some places where they're not in school um, because of the virus and stuff. But So I don't know. Uh, but most places, I believe, are back in school. Uh, they should be. Um, so I, I, I don't know uh, what every uh, what everyone's doing, but we usually do see a lot of signings on that day. Um, now, I know... I've gotten a lot of 2022 stuff, questions about the class of 2022. I will answer those on the next podcast. And I'll, so the next podcast, this podcast is dedicated to the 2021 class. Thursday, we will talk 2022 class, uh, recruiting stuff then. Um, and then before we get started here into the meat of things, I do want to mention all of these rankings, all of these rankings. Player and class rankings come from inside lacrosse. I will post the links to both the class and the player rankings pages um, in the show notes. So y'all can check those out for yourselves. Um, Let's get right into it here and uh, let's head on over to Chapel Hill where Joe Brashy and the Tall Heels have put together the number one class in the nation. 
and they've been the number one class in the nation pretty much this entire cycle, I believe. Um, they currently have 11 commits in the class. All of them are top 100 guys, according to IL. All but two are top 50 guys. Very, very impressive haul from the Tall Heels. And really, overall, I've been impressed these past couple cycles, um, and even in this 2022 cycle specifically, with um, in 2021, uh, with how successful, how well uh, Joe Brushy and his staff have been recruiting at UNC. Um, it's been some big-time uh, recruiting pushes there in Chapel Hill. Obviously, ACCs always get a lot of talent, but they've been doing a good, good job there. One of the biggest storylines in this class for the Tall Heels and really um, over the past couple of months in this 2021 class overall is Chase Mullins. Um, he's a face-off man from St. Christopher's, Virginia. And back in July, early July, um, the Tar Heels were able to flip him from Maryland. He had been a Maryland verbal since 2019. Tar Heels flip him to UNC. Uh, now he's in their class there as a commit for UNC. Um, he's the highest ranked player in the class, number seven in the nation. And he uh, is the number one faceoff man in the country, um, really next-level kind of player. Um, played on that team, premier team, that played against uh, the USA U19 tryout guys in the, I think it was October of 2019. Um, and I, I went back and watched that game the other day, and I watched it live when it happened. Uh, Mullins you know, looked great in that event. Um, thought he handled himself very, very well against some older guys. Uh, such as Alex Stathakis, uh, who's obviously the number one man out at Denver. And, you know, he, he's he's definitely a guy, uh, Mullins is, that I think will translate to the next level fairly quickly. Now, the face-off position is one of the hardest to project. And with the changes to the face-off rules, um, it's even more difficult. Obviously, guys, enough to tr uh, translate not only to the college rules, which were already a bit different anyway, um, and change practically every couple of years, but um, now have to translate to that standing neutral group as well. Uh, but I do think he's a guy, just based on what I've seen, which again is all on film at this point, but seen him multiple times on film, watched that full game against the USA U19 guys, seen his highlights, I think he, you know, from what I've seen from him, makes me believe he will be able to translate Quicker than most at that position, obviously. Um, have not seen him standing neutral grip, um, but from what I've seen, nothing. And I've talked to a lot of face-off guys, um, high school guys recently, and a lot of them kind of told me with the face-off changes, you know, they, you know, they've they, they've adapted pretty quickly. They've they've they, they've become kind of accustomed to to adapting, and and a lot of them have fully switched completely to that style over the summer. So I do believe that uh, he will be able to translate and really, really a big, big get um, for the Tar Heels uh, being able to flip him from the Topes back in July. Now, I'm not going to go through this entire UNC class, but I do want to talk about two more guys really quickly. 
that is Tyler and Johnny Schwartz. Um, I believe I'm pronouncing that right. Um, t- twin brothers out of Shoreham, uh, Wading River on Long Island. Tyler is an LSM, and Johnny is a midfielder, as some of y'all know. I, uh, if you've listened to this podcast, if you've read some of my stuff, uh, you will know I, I, I love LSMs with a motor. That kind of Isaac Papalo, you know, Jared Connors, uh, BJ Farrar type, if you will, you know, Joel White. Like, I love those LSMs that cannot, can get it done on both ends, can run the field well, and j- just those kind of Swiss Army knife kind of poles. Um, that's the kind of player that UNC is getting in Tyler Schwartz. Um, he can be a cost tone of a machine, runs the field very well. Um, you, know, you watch him on film, you know, he doesn't doesn't necessarily like he's not sporadic with his checks like some high school guys you will see. Um, he's more of a patient kind of defender, uh, but can definitely put that ball on the ground. You know, nothing too flashy from him. He, he just goes to work, um, gets the ground ball, takes takes it takes it upfield. Uh, lo- lo- love that kid's game. Uh, good get for the Tar Heels, and then again his brother as well, um, and Johnny, and he's an absolute goal scorer. Um, you know, one one of the things really I've liked from him on film is. You know, when you watch his highlight tape, and I think I've seen one or two of the, of, of the games as well, is like he, he's very good at dodging and kind of focusing on getting to that middle of the field, getting into the heart of the defense and putting it away. He does that very, very well. Uh, so really, really good package deal, I guess you could call it, um, that Joe Brushy and his staff are getting with the Schwartz brothers out of Shoreham Wading River. Now, another class that I want to mention is uh, is Maryland. John Tillman, they look to sign the number three class in the nation later on this week. And the two guys that really stick out for me in that class are Dante Trader and Colin Burmese. Uh, the Trader is a midfielder out of McDonough uh, in Maryland. You know, honestly, like, uh, uh, honestly is my favorite player in this 2021 class. Um, he's going to play football for Mike, for Mike Loxley uh, in the Terps and, and looks to play both football and lacrosse at Maryland. Um, you know, so intends to be a two-sport guy, which is obviously special. And, uh, you know, he's definitely a, a, a special talent. Um, you know, I should mention his dad is an assistant football coach at Salisbury. So, uh, you know, he's definitely a special talent. And, uh, you know, my my eval of him that you know, I wrote last year on him, I talked to him when he committed to play football, uh, decided to play both. I talked to him back then. That was last, what, October? When I talked to him, kind of, you know, uh, put an article up about him when he first committed to Maryland. And, you know, what I've seen on him, and this is my eval that I put in that article, essentially, and I'm going to read this uh, verbatim, um, and I'll, I'll link probably that article in the show notes. And before I read this, this is from spring of 2019, spring and summer of 2019 when I wrote this. So 
uh, you know, in the other you know, on the lacrosse field. Uh, the midfielder is a speedy dodger that can break through a defense and get to the cage from multiple spots on the field. Uh, mixed with his pure speed, Trader is a deadly offensive threat as both a feeder and a shooter. With his high lacrosse IQ and great vision, he is able to make smart and effective plays being in impactful being impactful in a multitude of ways. And um, I've watched a couple games of Traders over the summer. I believe it was the Naptown Challenge. Um, and, you know, he is, I will say the one thing, I think his passing ability, his vision, has gotten a lot better over his high school career. Um, but I, I will say what I saw from that game, or games, I believe it was, that I watched of his, Back in the summer uh, on ESPN, when in the NapTown Challenge, is he's showing much more confidence using his body, and as, as far as shooting goes, I think his his shooting range, the range that he has on his shot, has greatly increased. Uh, he's going to be a good get for Maryland, good get for the Topes. Um, We'll see how he does playing both at Maryland, uh, but definitely in lacrosse-wise, solid player. Uh, believe he's ranked number five in the class. Uh, you know, good kid, good player. Love watching him play. Now, Colin Burlace out of Mount St. Mary's in Maryland. He just flipped from Yale back in, I believe it was April. And then his brother, who was at Yale, BJ, was an LSM there transferred after his freshman year to Maryland. I believe his brother was at one time a Maryland commit. Uh, Burlace, obviously a, a Maryland lacrosse name. Um, Burlace, no, Brian Bubba Burlace was a standout defenseman uh, from 1989 to 1992. Won the Schmeiser in 1992 for the nation's best defenseman. Uh, I mentioned Colin. The Topes flipped him from Yale back in the spring. He is a, the way I would describe him is he's a long kind of athletic defenseman. Um, and he's shown very, very much promise in his high school career thus far. And I think he can, he has that kind of ability to grow into an elite defenseman, that kind of defenseman that you look at when you, when you look at Maryland defense, I, I think he fits perfectly into what they do there. Um, obviously, being a son of Maryland lacrosse royalty, his brother's going to be there. Um, he's the well, his brother's there now, I should say, and then he'll be there uh, this time next year. So. The Maryland Terrapins, uh, as always, doing good on the recruiting trail. Um, and then, you no know, last last school that we're going to talk about here. It wouldn't be a recruiting podcast if we didn't talk about Duke, would it? Um, the Blue Devils, they look to sign the number one and number two players in the class. Andrew McAdory and Attackman out of St. Anthony's on Long Island. And then Keith uh, Boyer, a defenseman out of Yorktown, New York. Uh, McAdoy. 
unbelievable. Like, that is, he's unbelievable. Um, I've watched him multiple times um, on, on TV. They were on TV. I watched him multiple times. I mean, he is going to be able to walk into Durham as a freshman and possibly start alongside his old high school teammate, Brennan O'Neill. Oh, by the way, who was the number one guy in the class last year? Um, and got to spend a year, or will have spent a year, under the wing of one Michael Sowers. Uh, the progression of this Duke offense is just ridiculous, and McAdory is going to have a huge part in it. Uh, McAdory, just unbelievable, unbelievable talent, unbelievable player. He can, I mean, do not, you know, he gets his hands free, he's killing you. Um, he's that kind of player. Um, Keith Boyer, you know, he is on the smaller side of things. He's 5'11", 180, 190-ish, but he's a force on the defensive end. Um, he also plays football, and, you know, when I watched him on film, you know, football guys, a lot of times you can tell they got that physicality. Like, like, like not that they're out there tackling people, but you can tell they got that physicality. They got that edge. They got that extra. They got that extra stuff in terms of toughness and physicality. He's got that. He's got that um, absolute stud on the defensive end. Um, you know, and all of these guys, you can go look up their films on YouTube. They highlight tapes, full games if if you can find them on 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 places um, that that I've mentioned here today. But Boyer, absolute stud on the defensive end. Um, out of Yorktown, New York. That will be it for today on the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. As I mentioned, 2021 focus today. 2022s will be on Thursday. National Signing Day is on Wednesday. Look out for some stuff on Tuesday, which is the day this is being published, of recording here on a Monday. Um, Look out for some stuff. On to uh, on the day that you listen to this, um, if you're listening on a Tuesday, on the site for some National Signing Day stuff, we'll have some stuff maybe later in the week as well. But definitely look out on the site for some National Signing Day stuff. Again, we will talk 2022 recruiting on Thursday. As always, thank you all for listening. Check us out lacrossebucket.com on social media. At Lacrosse Bucket, my personal at Tanner underscore Dimling. Again, thank you all for listening. Have a great rest of your week, and we will see y'all on Thursday.